Let me know when we're recording. This time we're actually recording. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're an asshole. Fuck. You dick. Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff. Look at that. A special third podcast for the week. Oh, it's great. How you feeling, Dave? I'm dead tired. Oh, I'm <laughs> no, so I'm, tired. I'm okay. I've been, dude, I've been up since four. Right now, what time is it right now? It's nine, it's nine o'clock almost. Ten to nine. Yeah. Going on right. a long day. Do the math. I'm hanging in there. Yeah, you're hanging in. Shit, you don't have to get up till noon tomorrow. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> no, I got to get up at four again. I'm okay. Why? I'm hanging in. Because that's the way the job works. Yeah. What do they say? It's They call it a, They call it work because someone has to pay you to do it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, you ever work with someone? I, uh, why, why you just brought it up? All right. Not mm-hmm. talking about where I work right now because there are people I work with that listen to this show, just like the people you work with uh-huh. listen to the show. Where you go, how many times do I have to say, what the fuck, in the middle of a day? <laughs> right? yeah. go, am I in the right place? Like, I, uh, do you find yourself saying, what the fuck, when no, you look around the office? No, I'm really... You know, no, you know what? I, I would tell you the honest to God truth. I am... Our whole kind of... Like, back in my area, the culture of my building has changed a lot in the last probably seven months. Yeah. For the better. Like, I, I, I don't... Dave, I never know how long my how long I'll be there. Yeah. Right. We never know. There's a bunch of changes coming. Uh, man, the guys that are there and the people I've worked with, I, I say it sincerely. I, I think the world of a man, I have such a good group of people that I work with. And, and I've said it when I got there, uh, going on two years ago in February, man, there was a lot of fucked up stuff going on (laughs) for me, not at the company, not at the company, just got it. Just with me. So people are looking at you saying, what the fuck? They were great to me from day one. They literally were. Did you great. share with people that you worked with what was going on in your personal life? No, and and I didn't say anything really. Like uh, my buddy Tim knew the show, but I didn't really say anything about the show either. But I have so many. Like right now, I could just go through the list yeah. and I go, uh, Brian, Tony, JT, Johnny, Nicole, yeah, uh, Drew. Uh, all the guys in my department, Chris, Pat, Connor, uh, James, fuck, man, they're just great. Jackie, Aaron. I mean, I, I have a group of people, Dave, really, where yeah. if you said, um, hey, you're going to barbecue and have some beers, like filling out the guest list yeah. from the people in my building would be great because I'd be like, yeah, I want, oh, I'd want 90% of the people there. How different is that from where you've been in radio? <clears throat> yeah, no Absolutely. One. Because if I went back and said, you know, I got a really cool message. It's funny you say that. I got a really cool message from somebody we worked with at 1090. Yeah. And he said, hey, man, I've been listening to the podcast. And he said, I'm sorry you hated it here. Because he said, we dug you. And, you know, I felt bad, Dave, because I thought about it later on. And a lot of people in that building were really good to us. People on the FM. Yeah. On on Max FM, the sales staff was really cool to us. I just was pissed at upper management. But I wrote him back and said, hey, man, that, that's on me. Because a lot of those guys did treat us really well in a tough situation. But, yeah, I mean, I, I've lost contact with, I mean, who do, you, who do you stay in contact with from 1090? I mean, Darren. I stay in contact with Darren. I stay in, uh, we didn't really work with Scott. No. And we Woods didn't, we, wasn't in there. Nope. Um. But that that's really about it, you know, Frank and and Tommy Howell. But yeah, there's nobody from there. Uh, Ladonna at iHeart. 
is about Costa, obviously. Yeah, but Costa is not allowed to actually do anything without with us out in public because of iHeart. Yeah, and he's a, a sissy. Yeah, and he's scared, you know, of his shadow, because <laughs> if he fucking had nuts like Kaplan and Darren and yeah. Steve Woods, he'd come down and hang out. Yeah, be, but exactly. they're men. There actually are. They're yeah, men. Can you imagine management telling Kaplan you can't have anything to do with Dave and Jeff? He. Uh, there's you can't tell him no, anything. You can't tell him anything. Can't tell him anything. Can't tell Darren anything. Uh, you can probably tell Woods, <laughs> but he's the new guy. I always say that because I'm only kidding with Steve. But when you're the new guy and you got a baby and a mortgage, yeah. yeah, you're playing the you're playing by house rules. But they were great to him too. Uh, all of it. A uh, lot of things going on. I don't think this show is going to go really really late tonight. Because a lot of things are happening, so let's get them out on the table. Okay. Uh, Kyle Fluger is here. I'm thrilled because the website is going live. And we're doing it tonight and taping on a Wednesday night. Uh, we want to come in here and tell you a bunch of different things that are happening. And it starts with the New Look website. Website, I hope you'll check it out at DaveAndJeffShow.com. Uh, I couldn't be more excited for the job that Kyle did. We kind of gave him just the most basic outlook, and he took it and brought it to life, and I think it looks absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. DaveAndJeffShow.com. That easy to go ahead and get everything you need from there. And, again, it's going to continue to grow over and over right, again. Right, because we're going to have blogs are going to be on there, videos are going to be on there, behind-the-scenes things. Your ability to email us, a lot of different things. Like I was joking, saying today on this show, uh, we we're going to do listener questions. God, there's, <laughs> there's nothing more boring to me than when somebody says, hey, we're doing a podcast. Send your questions in. Hey, do your goddamn job, okay? <laughs> I need to do your job. Uh, here's the other thing that's happening, and it is going to happen uh, not this weekend, but a week from Sunday. A week from Sunday, this show becomes a Patreon show. Uh, it'll be a subscription-based show. be five bucks a month. That's it. And if you subscribe, you will get the Sunday and Monday night shows when they happen. So Sunday night, Monday night will come right into your box. Uh, and that'll be it. Just a $5 thing. We'll be able to set it up through Patreon. We're thrilled that you will join us. Some of you will. And for those of you that are not going to subscribe through Patreon. I get it. And we still want you to get the show. However, you're going to get it a few days later. I think right now the plan is that it will go iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, probably Thursday and Friday. Yeah, you'll have to wait a few days if you yeah. want it live. And then, of course, we're going to have some special guests and stuff you'll miss out on unless you subscribe to the show. Yeah, I mean, that is, that's the hook. And the hook is the first Patreon guest is going to be Josh Lewin. And Josh Lewin's going to come down, and that will be a Patreon-only show. Yeah, you're going to want to hear it. I mean, Josh yeah. is going to share a lot of stories about his time, not only with the Chargers, but exactly how did everything come out? How did the Spanos family tell him he's no longer going to be an employee of the Chargers? Right. Um, the So that's going to be it. But the other thing is, too, for the people that subscribe, and Dave, I, I think whether it's maybe the first 10 people that subscribe, We'd love to have you come down and hang out in the garage one night. Be a guest. Come hang here and see it live. Be a part of it. Completely different than when we've done shows at Cali Comfort or when we've done shows, uh, what we did on the anniversary show. 
Um, there'll be shows that are set up at Cali or other live broadcasts. We'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, whether or not they, we bring you into Dave's garage, some of you, I'm not sure you'd pass a background <laughs> check. But, um, but there's going to be unique things for you. Believe me, Dave and I have always talked about loyalty. That's why we love Brian Curry, Ryan Barkley, Dan Tyler, Al Taylor, because they've been great to us. Um, but for those of you that jump in and jump in early, you'll be remembered and you'll be taken care of. Absolutely. No, it's going to be fantastic. People have been great since we started this podcast. It's grown by leaps and bounds, much more so than I know you didn't want to do it at first. But yeah, you, you have to be shocked by how many people are following the show more so than we've ever had in radio. Well, what I found in and I had this conversation the other day with Julie Brownman is you kind of figure out that there's a little bit of a science and it's a little bit of a privilege to have people listen to your podcast. And, and I think you and I get that. I, I hate shows where people feel like it's a step down to do a podcast because they couldn't be more wrong because you and I understand how many selections people have and the idea that they come back here, they tell their friends, they mention it on social media. Man, it means, it means believe me, every one of those I look at it, I go, God, that's really, yeah. really cool. I know, Dave, you've never taken it for granted, and neither do I. Anybody, and I like uh, today, and I don't have my phone right here, but uh, there, today on Twitter, there were a couple of new guys that jumped in, names I'd never seen. And they said, in a world full of hate <clears throat> for a middle-aged guy, I love the Dave and Jeff podcast. That's cool. And you just go, wow, like, Today, as I'm sitting there, and we don't get political too often, but we might get a little political tonight because <clears throat> as somebody who has spent the better part of 25 years in newsrooms, locally, L.A., Atlanta, I mean, I'm thinking of different newsrooms that I am, that I've been lucky enough to be in. There's nothing that pisses me off more than the constant attacks on the media. I've never once been in a newsroom where there was a jaded agenda. Yeah. Other than the fact that when we were in sports relationships with teams, we had to tell their story. It was a business relationship. But we have a fucking president in office right now who is encouraging attacks on the media. That, to me, are people that are my friends or friends of friends in the six degrees of separation. And I find it fucking sickening. I really do. I find it sickening. I find it offensive and I find it appalling. Here's the other thing that I determined today. I also determined today that I've never met or seen a Trump supporter that I'd want to change places with. <laughs> <laughs> and <clears throat> when you see the story today yeah. that the New York Times reports that he continues to use his iPhone, even though the Chinese government is listening to his conversations, you go... You could vote Dave and Jeff into office. We couldn't be more fucking inept than anybody in your phone. You're, you go, I know a lot of inept people. I bet Dave and I could give them a pretty good run for their money. <laughs> if they came to me in the government and said, we don't know how the f you are in the Oval Office, but you are. But by the way, the Chinese government's listening to your calls. I'm like, whoa, get the phone out of here. Yeah. And we have somebody in office that's like, oh, well, so what? Just complete disregard for national security. I look at these fucking guys like Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham. Jeff Flake's a fucking phony. Uh, Ted Cruz Ted is Cruz. a douche. 
Marco Rubio's a fucking douche. But all the other guys, too. I mean, the Democratic guys are a bunch of fucking yeah. clowns, too. But They're, we voted all these people in. Oh, my God. But when I see today these explosives being sent to CNN, when you see that the UT building has to clear out, and luckily that turned out to be a false alarm, and you see these fucking morons at these rallies laughing and everything else, what the fuck happened? Like, what the fuck happened? What happened to our sense of right and wrong? We've just given it up. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. It's going back to what you said about the media. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, you and I have spent a lot of time in newsrooms. Never once, I think, when we were in a newsroom, did any person that we worked with ever share their choice of political party. Right. But understand that, hey, we're part of the media, not us, but people that yeah. do the news and saying we're part of the checks and balances that, yeah. that if you fuck up, we're going to get you. Right. And that you, we're going to tell the story. Good right. or bad, we're going to tell the story, but we're part of the checks and balances to keep things from running awry. That's yeah. why we, we love this country. But when you sit and you go after those people that keep you in charge of checks and balances, you're giving them anybody, not just Donald Trump, but you're giving anybody a license to, to do whatever you want. It's, just, it's, a, it's a crazy time. It, it really is. I know right now people have registered to vote like crazy. Obviously, the reason they've done that, I'm guessing, is because they're going after anyone in, in, on that side of the political party, meaning they're going after the Republicans. At the same time, it could be people registering to vote to say, I like yeah. the way it's going. I'm going to make sure my guys stay in there. But it's uh, it, it's such a such a strange time. I can't imagine Jeff having a daughter right now. I'll oh. be honest with you. Yeah. The, the, the disdain and disrespect for women is unbelievable to me right now. But- like you hear Sarah Silverman the other day on Stern, and I think she's funny, but she's like, oh, yeah, Louis C.K. jerked off in front of me all the time, and we did all these things, and she blows it off. And I, Dave, I would think that if you're anybody in that movement where you're trying to get momentum to change and you have somebody with a voice like Sarah Silverman's who shrugs off a fucking guy jerking off in front of her. Like, with everything going on, and then she's like, oh, I hope I'm not saying the wrong thing. Well, <laughs> what's your second guess? Yes. What's your fucking second guess, stupid? You're just like, Jesus Christ, yeah. man. No, to me, I, I just look at it, and you go, Dave, I, I wouldn't want to be a woman. I wouldn't want to be black, Latino. Holy shit, man. It's like, it's just open hate on everybody. Everybody is open, except for guys like you and me, just white guys. <laughs> We're apparently in this fucking thing with the OK sign now. This, this deal that the OK sign is a sign of white supremacy. Is that right? I guess. And you see all these people doing it at college football games wow. and everywhere else. Man, I, I don't know. I just feel like uh, as, uh, as I try to lead my kids yeah. down the path, I just look at it today, like I, I just watch these different things. Like I yeah. flip from channel to channel and I look at these Trump supporters. I go, what a bunch of fucking lunatics. I had no idea about the okay thing. Here's one I'll throw at you. You probably didn't know either. Sure. How about the New Balance shoes are supposed to be the official shoes of white supremacists? Now, if what happened? If you're New Balance, you're like, well, fuck, we want the money, but we don't want that. Yeah, but if you see their shoes, white logo on white shoe. You should have seen that coming. God damn it. And they got that outlet mall in Fallbrook. I don't know if they have one. They used to have a big KKK thing out in Fallbrook. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, here's the other thing on local news. So Channel 8, this is really, really funny. So Channel 8 will vote next week to determine whether or not they go back to after and SAG. 
Apparently, this show's become popular at Channel 8, which I appreciate. I would say this. I would say if you are a behind-the-scenes person, be really, really careful. After a SAG won't do shit yeah. for you. You ain't going to do shit. You ain't do nothing, as my friend Leonard Ellerby would say. They will bend over backwards to a certain extent for Barbara Lee and Carlo. But if you are somebody that works in the newsroom or works in graphics or is a secondary role in that building, watch your fucking wallet. I've dealt with after SAG. They are all talk, no action. All bark, no bite. Now, when you have dues that are past due, they're going to call. And the other thing I would say to my friends in KFMB is they're going to talk really, really tough after a SAG is about how they're going to go after your new owner and they're going to do all this shit. Fuck them. They told us the same shit and guys like me and Dave and others got hung out to dry and they were like, sorry, can't help you. I have zero fucking respect for the local office of After a SAG because they're a bunch of fucking dipshits. Bunch of fucking dipshits. Fonz has a better union. Who? Vons. Oh, I thought you said the Fonz. <laughs> no, Vons. Hey. Grocery store. Like, I didn't even know he, who's in his union. Chachi? Chachi. <laughs> but, yeah, I just know KFMB, the vote's coming next week, and understand not everybody is considered equal in that building. They're going to tell you you're all considered equal. I'd make sure you get everything in fucking writing. Because they're snake oil salesmen, at least. And who knows, Dave? Yep. Maybe, you know what, in fairness to After and SAG, in my dealings with them, way back when they were. And I don't know, maybe they have new, but is anybody a union shop anymore? I don't know. When I was in L.A., I was part of AFTRA, and they took care of me. You know, right. but, but it was, I mean, really took care of me, like shocked me. Like I was doing sports updates for $12 an hour, all of a sudden, then, hey, guess what? They owed you $48 an hour. I was like, yeah. I, I just read scores like two minutes an hour, and yet... I got all that back pay. I had buddies of mine who got like more than $100,000 in back pay. True. The, the San Diego guys really struggled. On a national level, if you're in L.A. or New York, yeah. they'll help you out. They'll help you out. But I don't even know New York, L.A., how many guys are still union houses. All I'm telling you is uh, they fucked us. They fucked us over, and they couldn't do shit. They talked a big game going in because we lost our job because we went break the union. Yeah. So that's what I would say to anybody from after a SAG who's got a problem with me. I'd say, hey, fucker, I lost a job because of fucking you. I stayed loyal to you, and you fucked us over. So if, for the behind-the-scenes people in KFMB, I'd be really, really careful. Really careful because they talk a big game, and they way, way under-delivered. But Ted got fucked. Hank yeah. got fucked in that deal. Big Lauren, personalities. Norn, uh, Lauren got fucked. Yeah. All of them. And at the end, after SAG did nothing. All right, so here's the deal. When KFMB has gone through the process of selling and changing ownership, the rumor was all the big-name people are gone. Is this their, their ditch effort to keep their jobs? Is this what the, the plan is? Why all of a sudden is the union well, involved? You notice they never replaced Matt Balo, right? Sean Stiles works like 10 That's fucking true. nights a week. Yeah, Dave Scott's like, well, if someone call me. Yeah, I got a suit. I got my black suit on the hanger. I got the pants on all the time. I just need the jacket. I'm ready to go, and I got that... 1954 graphic of the moon behind me. <laughs> uh, the other one, there was a guy, 
you probably don't see it, but there's a guy who replaced Dan Cohen, the morning guy. Yeah. Okay. Because, Dave, I went through all this. I did my research for you. So his name is Eric, I believe, Conhart. Okay. Carnhart. Does a good job. But they now have taken over the news on CW. So they do a 10 o'clock newscast. Why, I have no idea. But this guy, Eric, used to do the 10 o'clock news with uh, Marcella Lee. Okay. They moved him to the mornings. They never replaced him. So they just, Marcella does it, or Carlo fills in, or Barbara Lee fills in. But, I mean, that's two spots, really, that you haven't replaced. You didn't replace Dan Cohen, and you didn't replace Balo, and you just have everybody else kind of, you know, doing their own thing. But but here's here's the other thing that I would say to the people in KFMB. Your current employer has been known to put a lot on the plate of the reporters. Yeah. Shoot your own stories, write your own yeah. stories, edit your own stories, all that stuff. Be careful, man. Be careful. Be careful in those negotiations. Make sure, uh, and I say this with respect for all the on-air people. The on-air people are in it for them. They they are not worried about you. From my from my experience in that building for eight years, that's what I saw. On-air people are in it for them. Behind-the-scenes people are kind of left to fend for themselves. Yeah. And I think, of course, nobody's talking about it. We're the only guys <laughs> talking about it because the UT's fucking clueless. They don't have a clue. Reader, I don't know that anybody in the reader is talking about it. They might be. I haven't looked at the reader for a while. But it's a big story. There may be some of you listening to the podcast going, huh, who knows? Who knows? Because if it goes through or it doesn't go through, Channel 8 is kind of the go-to, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, And it could dramatically impact. I don't think radio-wise anymore. It's kind of a drag when you think about B100 or 760. They used to be iconic stations. Yeah. Can't tell you anybody on either one right now. But at least from a TV standpoint... Things are going to get real interesting over there over the next couple of weeks. Real strange. It's it, it is interesting right now. It's such a strange time, I think, in uh, in in San Diego in, in general. I mean, not only do we always say we have the greatest city of all time, but it, we sit there and we go, okay, sports are important to us. Sports used to be a fabric of the city. Used to say all the time. You said it all the time that this was a Charger town. I'm done with the Chargers and all the talk of the Chargers coming back or the hatred and the energy that is put into Charger football against Charger football is bizarre to me. But someone asked me, what sports season is it? And I said, well, people who are Aztec fans will tell you it's the Aztecs, but people aren't going to the games. I mean, we're watching the highlights, and people aren't showing up to those games. Is this, uh, uh, for you, sports-wise, this is Padres, and, and that's it? And, and even no. if you say that, is it even Padres, or no. is it, what kind of, what are we looking Nothing. at? What, are, what? And the reason I ask you, right now, you and I are watching a Lakers-Suns game mm-hmm. on, on TV, and I know your sons are young. This was the age, when you were your son's age, Mm-hmm. You were a big time sports fan into everything you could possibly get your hands on your eyes on. Yeah. For your kids, where are they at sports wise? Do they talk uh, do they talk anything San Diego sports? No. 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 What? what so I mean they, they so your house it's it's Golden State Warriors basketball, Laker yeah, basketball. NBA, yeah. Some hockey. And then you said one of your sons is watching every major league pitch in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, I love the playoffs. We're digging that. They were watching the World Series tonight when I talked to them. Um no, man, there's there's nothing going on in San Diego. 
Mark McGuire's out. Yeah. Right. I was going to ask you leaves. about that, too. I mean, the, the most famous Padre is out. Quits. Yeah. Looked like he quit, though, to just said, hey, man, my kids are at an age where I want to enjoy. Financially, I don't have to do it. And my kids are an age where I want to be part of their life. How that kid must be thirty-two now. That one son. Does he have, he have more kids after he? Yeah, he's got high school kids. Does he? Oh yeah, remember that kid? Yeah, yeah, kid. Ki- Forty-seven. <laughs> Forty-seven years. Oh yeah, I forgot about that guy. That kid was great. Um, but no, he um he's got kids that are in high school, and he said, you know what, David? It's yeah. probably it's probably that kid that you're thinking of. That he looks at and he says, yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to to experience that. And now I'm going to. Yeah, the pods were pretty cool about it. If you read the articles Dennis Lynn or Jeff Sanders wrote, that they just said that he'd been talking about it for a while. But it's so strange that coaching staff. I mean, for a long time, you said it. A lot of people have said it. Time that Andy Green goes. I mean, you look at it again. They need a new hitting coach. You need a new bench coach. You need what a infield, infield coach. coach. Freddie Galvis had like yeah. the highest percentage of any shortstop in baseball, but you need a new infield yeah. coach. Is there any chance they call coach coach? Well, I'll tell you what, Dave. I'll tell you about my teams at USIU. We were good. We moved the ball around. We were tight. Pants got a little dirty. Uh, we had an anti-tobacco rule because I'm really a, a big believer in dental hygiene. We did chew nicotine gum. I'm not proud of that, but we did. <laughs> and we were popular with the ladies at USIU. Can't argue that. They knew what we had going, and we shared it. <laughs> uh, no, there's nothing. Not a fucking buzz about that team, and there won't be any buzz. Hey, look, man, it is what it is. It is. that We... We've accepted mediocrity in this town. We embrace mediocrity. We accept it in our politics. You know how we accept yeah. it? You know how we accept mediocrity in our politics? Because there's a dumb shit in this audience that will vote for that other dipshit, Duncan Hunter, next week. That guy should be in jail. Yes. And there will be people that vote for him. Just like there were people that voted for Mike Aguirre, voted Bruce Henderson yeah. onto the city council, for Christ's sake. God, we're so fucking dumb in this town on days. There will, that guy should be in jail for what he did. Then there's going to be people that vote for him. Yeah. I, he'll get at least 40% of the vote, right? Yeah, you're 100% right. You're right. It'll happen over would, and over would again. Would it blow you away if Duncan Hunter wins next no, week? No, I fully expect it. Fully expect it. Blames his yeah. wife. I'm broke, right? He's just stealing money, allegedly. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I'm voting for him. He's a patriot, and his father was a patriot. Jesus Christ, if Duke Cunningham, if we could vote for him in jail, we'd vote him back in, too. <laughs> but all of us all of us have all the fucking answers, right? Yeah. We have all the answers. We can't do shit in this town. I tell you, two things I'm tired of in this town already. Let it go. I, Matt Holliday, do you touch home? Don't bring it up anymore. That's yeah, w- done. Yeah, that was a strike. I got it. It was 20 years ago. Still, yeah. if you go anywhere in the country and you say that was a strike, no one in the country knows what you're talking about. I love the Bryce Miller article because Mark Langston seems like a nice enough guy. I don't know that yeah. I've ever talked to him in my life. But when he quotes Mark Langston, that people bring it up to him all the time. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I need some documentation. Okay. In San Diego. Yes. If, if Mark's down here and we're... We're remembering the 98 team, which, you know what, isn't a bad idea because we only did it 47 times in the last four years. 
Why not make it an even 50? If somebody brings it up there, okay, I got it. But but the idea that you're at a Kroger, <laughs> right, in Calabasas, somebody's like, Mark, I'm sorry, man. Pitch 198 in 98, ah, that's a strike, bud. Bullshit. Bullshit. It didn't happen. Fucking didn't happen. Where's Bryce? Check your sources, Bryce. God damn it. You're good over there. Right. Did you read it? I loved it. It, I loved what Boach said. I loved all the different things. And it was a strike. I thought Richie Garcia was fantastic in the article that Bryce wrote. I found Richie Garcia. I may actually take our foot off his throat because I thought he was so damn funny. Could have been a strike. Could have been a strike. They tried to blame Carlos. Did you read the article? No, I did not catch the article. Oh, God, it's so great. Bryce talked to all the people involved. So so you're not understanding it. Bryce Miller went back and talked to all the parties involved. So Mark Langston, Dave, claims in this column that people bring it up to him all the time. And that's my point. If it happens in San Diego, okay, that. but you're the Angels radio announcer. Yeah. I have a little trouble believing that when you're hanging out at Fletcher Jones, (laughs) anybody's bringing up Tino Martinez. That shit's not (laughs) happening. But then they talked to Richie Garcia, and Richie Garcia's claim was that he had said to Carlos Hernandez, I know you're trying to frame pitches. I know you're cheating. Stop doing it. If it's a strike, I'll call it a strike. But stop messing around. And he said that he felt like Carlos Hernandez may have tried to pull it a little bit. But what's really funny is Bryce gets him like three different times. And Richie Garcia says it could have been a strike, but he will not That's say. That's funny. Yeah, it's a that strike. That he blew the call. Yeah, Brian Cashman came out and said it was a strike. And Kevin Towers thing. Does that sting a little bit more? No, I thought it was okay. great. No, I thought it was great. Um, Boach talks about the fact that Kevin Brown had the flu. Yeah. And had been sick and, and just said, hey, I'm a little beat up. It was really, really good. I would recommend anybody. I'm such a fan of Bryce as a guy and as a columnist. I thought it was really cool. And yeah, Dave, at that point, you read it and you go, all right, move on. Yeah. What's I'm saying? We're so far in the past with everything. It's all we have. That's it. That's it. It's That's all it. What we fucking have. Yeah. We got nothing. <laughs> a crying on there. <laughs> uh, we don't have anything, but we have Duncan Hunter. So. <sighs> Uh, I filled out my ballot today. I Did voted it. no on Soccer City. Uh, I just, I don't trust those guys, yeah. man. I, I Did voted, you vote for the other one? For the San Diego yeah. State one? Okay. And here's why. I voted yes on San Diego State, and I'll tell you exactly why. Because they're endorsed by the Sierra Club. And when I saw they're endorsed by the Sierra Club, I remember you and Herm talking about a porn chick whose name sounded a lot like Sierra. <laughs> Who was the chick that you guys loved? Sienna West. That's exactly it. <laughs> I was like, well, Sierra, Sienna, same thing. People want to know what we talk about during commercial breaks. That was it. Herm and I every day. Yeah, I voted yes on uh, I voted yes on G, and I voted no on E. Okay. We'll see what happens. Was Not it sure. weird for you voting for the first time as far as, or maybe the first city. time in a long time for in the city of San Diego? Yeah, been a long time. I, I lived there, um, it was there from 03 to just the start of 05. So maybe I would have got the 04 election. Okay. Well, I can't remember 
what the fuck we voted for in 04. But I'm sure I fucked that up. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, I voted yes for soccer. Uh, no, God no, damn it. against soccer city. I voted no on soccer city, and I voted yes for San Diego. Okay, city. was the ballot confusing? People say it's confusing when you look at the soccer agendas. Oh my God, I got the sample ballot. Did you get your sample ballot? I haven't. I haven't taken a look at it. Okay, the sample ballot that I used to get in Encinitas, Carlsbad, or La Mesa. Right, I mean it's that big. You know, it's a, when you look at it sideways, it's like a little pamphlet. Yeah. The thing that I got in the city of San Diego was like the goddamn Alpine phone book, <laughs> and ninety pages of that shit are all about G and all about E. But I did kind of go through them. I, I did go through them and find them interesting. Yeah, you know, I didn't read it word for word, but I'm I just I don't know. I, I I like the guys that are endorsing the San Diego State project. Okay. So I voted that. You don't have a vote. No, I do right? not. I know, but I, I'd go exactly the same way on that one. I'd go for it just because it's San Diego State. And San Diego yeah. State runs this city. <clears throat> yeah. San Diego State alums run this city. They should. And I thought yesterday they put out a good thing. Uh, San Diego State put out on Tuesday They've done it through their website, questions that have been answered. Yeah. Kind of started talking about the time frame as to when everything construction would get going. And I believe the way I understood it was, Dave, they would start construction. If they win, they would start construction on the new football stadium in 2020 with an opening in 2022. And then at 2022 would be the end of Qualcomm Stadium. Very strange, huh? Wow, man. When you go... I mean, look, we'll be 2019 in, what, five weeks? Yeah. When's the last time you were in Qualcomm? Uh, last time I was in Qualcomm, I told you. Was I, it the last Charger game? No, no. I've been there. I saw you two in there a year ago. Okay. And then I took my son just into Qualcomm, and it was a Jehovah's Witness <laughs> conference. Yes. But they were in, they were in there's, no, there's no joke there. There's no pun. They're not my religion but i mentioned to them hey i i worked in this building for 20 years and i'd like to show my son the stadium and they were incredibly nice and just said hey please kind of stay here we've had security threats yeah we've had threats against us but they were incredibly nice and i was able to take my son and just go and see the stadium we couldn't really talk you know because there was a sermon going on i wanted to be respectful but um, that's actually the last time. You know, here's the deal. I know this will come up, too, in the next couple of years. Someone's mm-hmm. going to bring this up. I'll, I'll give you the answer as far as what we know. When it comes time that they're going to tear that place down, mm-hmm. I guarantee you that year going into the Padres regular season, they're going to be Padres fans saying, hey, how about one more game inside Qualcomm Stadium? Yeah. But do you remember the the bleachers or the seats were on wheels underneath? Yeah. And they say when they finally moved it back into place for football for the last time, everything was cemented in place. That they aren't moving. That thing doesn't move anymore. Is that right? Yeah, that they can't possibly do Who it. Who the fuck you're, did that? I don't. <laughs> well, you're going to hear this a lot. I'm sure talk show is going to bring this up. Let's get one more game before the regular season starts against the Mariners and play one more game at Qualcomm. And I know you and I would want to go. We'd yeah. want to go one more time. We'd say, let's yeah. go back and bring it back. But as far as what we were told, everything is cemented in place, and, and that thing doesn't roll anymore. Dave, I would have no problem at all. Listen, they're going to think you're um, absolutely nuts. I'm not. I'm 100% right. If you looked at a weekend series, 
where you said we have this team coming in or that team coming in. You had the Pittsburgh Pirates coming in. Yeah. And you did a Friday, Saturday, Sunday weekend series at Qualcomm Stadium. You'd have 45,000 people in there. Easily. You'd have 45,000 yeah. people. You do the, you do it each night, right? Each night is a different era uniform. And you have yeah. a 70s, 80s, and a 90s night, and you're wearing the different thing. And you just do the music of the night and everything else, even with that old shitty uh, scoreboard. Yeah. But I'll tell you the other thing, man. Roll back prices. Do those kind of things. You could probably get Randy to show up. You could get Randy to pitch. Fuck. <laughs> but if you did that, yes, you did a, a throwback weekend every year at Qualcomm for three games. Oh, yeah. Danny Wright. Pick the Pirates, Marlins, someone that is hard Dodgers. to draw. Well, the, the Dodgers would be great because they make a ton of money. Right. Yeah. But he, you know what? It, it's, to me, it's, it's a great idea. Do you remember about I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, the Dodgers played one game at the, Qual uh, the Coliseum? Yep. Against the Boston Red Sox, actually. Yep. And, man, it was the hottest ticket in town. Right. People wanted to go back in time to see right. what it was like. Yeah, go back. And you can figure it out. If yeah. those seats, I mean, something could be done. Right? I mean, they're always adjusting. Those seats come out for fucking uh, concerts, or they come out for Monster Truck, right? <coughs> I said right. <laughs> well, I'm thinking. I don't know. Well, I've never don't been a, I've never been a fucking monster truck in my life. Do never they come once. out when they have the big Lucha Libre conference? I, <laughs> I don't know. Something tells me they got to be. There has to be a way to fix those wheels, right? To be able to right. move this thing to make a ton of money. Come on, for Christ's sake! For Christ's sake, make it happen. You, uh, am I wrong in saying that you'd have forty there? I think you get more night? than forty. Honestly, I think you get more than forty. Yeah. I think you can almost pack that place for three games. You do a throwback yeah. weekend yeah. at the queue. Right? Tailgating would be insane. Yeah. How great would that be? Yeah. You'd have people saying, why the fuck do we ever build Petco? Right. Why the fuck do we ever build that shit? Fucking Lucina. <laughs> yeah. And I know they'll be- But you know you'd go. You'd, you'd take your boys. Of course have I'd to. go. Yeah. Now, I know we're going to get some bullshit. Let, they should roll it all the way back to when you're allowed to bring your own beer in. I agree. <laughs> Dig up the guy in the starter jacket. Where's that asshole? Let him sell the paper walking around. Let Nick do it. Yeah. Put Nick in a brown starter jacket. Let him smoke in the stadium. Walk around and sell the green shit. Go that far back where they're smoking? Fuck it. We're going, we're going 70s style. You want to light up a eater? You go ahead. Right up at Plaza 24? Come, <laughs> come meet Andy Hawkins. Timmy Lawler, the eye chart? We go They're way back. Here. We don't even put that, that first home run wall in. We just go old school. Just yes. that big fucking wall. That's it. And you know who's checking IDs? Kevin Mitchell. <laughs> you know, I'm 22, but I'll wait till I'm 26, Kevin, just to be safe. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a million-dollar idea. Yeah. Unlike your fucking... That's a million-dollar idea, too. Your mini helmets. <laughs> mini ice cream helmet. It's genius. They could do it. That would be the weekend. Now, I know I'm going to hear some yeah. bullshit excuse as to why we can't do it because that weekend that I chose is the weekend that we sponsor, you know, the Point Loma yeah. High School band. Save the pandas. Yeah. yeah. And those little dorks can't play the xylophone if we don't send them their money. God, we're a town built on excuses. Mediocrity and excuses. But I'll tell you this. Yes. Not the guys from Point Loma High School. I've determined, Dave, I wish I grew up 
in Point Loma High School because I found out that not only Pete and Point Loma, yeah, Pointer Dave, Stevie Verissimo, Billy, but I found out our friend that we paid tribute to the other night, Jim Lockwood, was from that area really? too. And I swear, there's about 20 of those guys that run in a range, probably about a seven-year range, in that Point Loma, OB area that are the best group of guys that this show yeah. has always, like there's been a little bit of magnet where we always liked those guys. Like they understood the show. You and I would have fit in perfectly down there. But when Steve Verissimo told me, he goes, you know, Jimmy Lockwood's a guy for, I go, of course he was. <laughs> those are the only guys that get it. Those are my people. Your guys. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we'll be down there on Saturday morning. Same area. Liberty Station. Yep. Uh, that's right. Come on down. Be a part of it. Um, registration. A lot of people asking what time to get down there. I'm probably going to be there by about 830. Okay. Just come down and hang out. Come be a part of it. We'd love to have you make a donation. But just come down and be part of the walk. It's the AFSP walk. Out of the darkness. LaDonna Harvey will be there, uh, who we love to death. But um, Lisa is coming down. You can see her. Uh, don't be creepy, okay? <laughs> be creepy don't just sit there with that weird smile and front of your pants all wet are you talking to me or are you talking to our listeners not sure <laughs> oh it's gonna be great uh but it's funny like jack and kate's mom might come down oh which boy is really fun she could no dude you know, she does like, she know who she is absolutely okay uh, she absolutely as soon as i got that picture yeah of uh when we were at the Alzheimer's walk, she was the first one I texted. Oh, that's she hilarious. like, oh, my God. She's like, you better not know who she is. I'm like, well, no. He doesn't have my phone, but he will when he's 18. And I go, and then, like the rabbit in the hair. I go, you've been number one this whole time. Yes. Just sitting pretty in the catbird seat. I go, hey, you earned it. So I go, when this kid turns 18, and he goes, son of a gun. <laughs> son of a gun. He did. He took care of him. The old man knew what he was doing, and my dork brother wasn't here, sitting around eating pistachios somewhere like a dipshit. <laughs> Father's Day is going to get a lot better. That's all I know. That's all you know. All right, I'm going to knock these out, and I'm going to ask you a baseball question, okay? Taylor Made Pools, you know the guy that does it. It's Alan Taylor, 20 years in San Diego. Taylor Made Pools, the only place to go to get that perfect pool that you've been thinking of. Jeff said at last show we did. Hey, look at your staycations. You make that mm -hmm. pool absolutely perfect. Alan will take care of you. Slides, you name it. Jacuzzis, you name it. He does it all. That perfect pool, the infinity pool, anything you want, Alan Taylor will take care of you. Also, if you already have a pool, but it's not running the way you want it to, it doesn't look the way you want it to, new equipment, repairs, pool resurfacing, insulation, He's your guy. Alan Taylor's phone number is 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Got an email tonight, and it says, Hey, guys, can you tell me if Alan has time available next week? My vacation starts earlier than expected. Signed, Dave R. in Chavez Ravine. Well, Dave, thanks for writing. Absolutely. And TaylorMade Pools is not only in San Diego. They'll travel north to L.A., Rancho Bernardo, wherever you may be. And absolutely, if your schedule changes and all of a sudden now it feels like you're going to have a lot more free time, Doc, then I can't think of a better Sound way to reflect than with the reflection of a gorgeous TaylorMade Pool. See what you did there? 
You like that? I don't like it. That was good. That's why I get paid to do this. <laughs> All right. All right. Also, don't forget about Brian Curry. This is the time you need to call Brian Curry. It's a very interesting time in real estate. I think a lot of people aren't sure what direction to go. Is it now the right time to buy, to sell? What's going to happen with interest rates? Brian Curry is your guy to answer all your questions. He's won a ton of awards throughout San Diego in the real estate business. He's the guy that understands the entire county. Brian is also your guy for property management. If you need someone to manage your property, make sure you call Brian Curry, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Dave, we have another email. It's from Manny M. in Pacific Palisades. It says, Brian, is it a good time to sell? I'd like to put my house on the market as soon as Monday. Well, Manny... If there was anybody who's going to move your house quickly so you have the opportunity to move to Chicago, New York, or Boston, I can't think of anybody better than Brian Curry. 20 years of experience, and Brian closes deals like Craig Kimbrell closes out games. Fast, easy, and efficient. Nobody better than Brian Curry. Give him a call and tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. He'll give you even more than six months of entertainment. I hate you. Superior Fence Company. Oh! Daniel Tyler's your guy. Daniel Tyler. Another email. 2005, he started this business. 13 years, he's been kicking ass. And every job has been an easy job since. 760-745-4846. 760-745-4846. That perfect fence is waiting. And Daniel Tyler and the guys at Superior Fence Company can do it for you. David, it's funny. Got an email. It comes from JD in Boston. He writes, hey, Dan. Are the fences at Chavez Ravine as easy to hit a ball over as they are in Boston? J.D., great question. Dan didn't have anything to do with building the fences at Chavez Ravine, but if he did, he could build them super high because you hit that ball high, far, and it could get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God, J.D., what a run you guys are having. Good on you, brother. But, no, this is more fences for your home. Yes. Your beautiful house. It's not your place of employment where you're just just, a short period away from wearing a brand new diamond encrusted ring. I'm sorry, Dave, what? You just surround your entire house with a green monster fence. Would that be great? (laughs) I want to point out, by the way, J.D. Martinez was sitting there until like mid-January. Nobody touched this fucking guy. He was great with the Diamondbacks last year, just sitting there. Boy, he would have looked better in a Padre uniform than Gadang Hosmer. What about in a Dodger uniform? Well, fuck, we didn't need him in Dodger uniform. We got 80 million right now. We got 80 million outfielders right now. None of them can hit. None of them can hit. All right, let me hear your baseball question. All right, question is right now, here's your chance to rub it in a little bit like you did just, didn't just do it. The World Series, Dodgers are down mm-hmm. two games to none. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, as a baseball fan, you're down two games to none. It's pretty hard. You're telling a team you got to win four of the next five games to be champions. It's going to be tough. It doesn't matter that they're going back to Dodger Stadium. That Red Sox team, when you and I were guessing who mm-hmm. was going to be in the World Series, and you and I both had the Astros and Dodgers, I think before the mm-hmm. season began, our predictions, I picked the Red Sox and Dodgers. This Red Sox team, I saw them in person three times in one week. I was not that impressed with this Red Sox team, but, man, they look really fucking good. And I tell you, the sign that shows they're a great team is all the timely hits they get with two outs. This right. is a great team. Boy, that outfield, Dave. Huh? Yeah, amazing. I like that outfield, yeah. I'll tell you this. Um uh, we were saying the other night, man, Red Sox fans are obnoxious. They They're are. just fucking obnoxious. They used to be kind of cool, like Cubs fans. What? Yeah, now they're both dicks. <laughs> Our website's going to go right to some fucking porn site, some bestiality <laughs> site. You and I will be in jail. They'll be, well, you know what? It, it, uh, I'll come back to your baseball question in a second, but Kyle, who's setting everything up, is a diehard Cubs fan. And then we just cheap shot the Cubs. Yeah. 
Dave, if we end up getting arrested because Kyle alters our <laughs> website, do you think those assholes at Channel 8, after what we said tonight, will show us the common courtesy of tiling out our face? No. No. We're fucked. <laughs> Love the Cubs. Been a beautiful story. Been a beautiful story in Chicago. Former radio host Dave and Jeff running a weird website. <laughs> when you click DaveAndJeffShow.com, it brings you to Goats Like It Too. Yes. Dave and Jeff appeared in court today. <laughs> the judge told us, fuck them. Show those assholes. We'd be so fucked. <laughs> UT Posner, put them on the front page. That's it. Put them on page one. <laughs> Don't write about them, Nick. They're they're weirdos into goat porn. <laughs> what the fuck was your question? Question is two games to none lead. Yes. How many games does this go? And you still you're going with the socks all the way down. Yeah, but you know, I I will say this, like I was saying about the fans. Dave, I've just enjoyed it from a baseball perspective. I really I don't have a horse in the race. And as much as I love busting your stones about the Dodgers. There's really not. I've just enjoyed the games, man. You know why? Because Matt Kemp hitting a home run. Look, the Matt Kemp experience in San Diego was terrible. Yeah. I, I never dealt with him. I, I don't know that we ever dealt with him. I've had no dealings with him in my life. But I'm looking at a guy that was basically told, we don't want you. Yeah. You were brought here as, in a trade. <clears throat> and we're doing everything we can to get you the fuck out of here. This was a guy who was fucking Rihanna a couple years yeah. ago. And now it's like, you can just leave. And you go, shit, man. I couldn't cut it in San Diego. I couldn't cut it in Atlanta. I'm going back to L.A. They're getting rid of me. And all of a sudden, Matt Kemp's sitting in a home running game. Makes the All-Star team. Yeah, and then makes uh, hits a home running game one of the World Series. Off, off maybe the most dominant pitcher yeah. in the American League, right? Uh, yeah. One of the top I two or three. You. Chris Hill's top three. And I go, shit, that's pretty cool. That's pretty goddamn cool. And But I like, like tonight, I like watching Price go up against Turner and Bellinger. And the Machado, different, yeah. Machado, exactly. There's a star power to the Dodger team. And there's, I, I mean, I, I think you got to be pretty tuned into baseball. But I feel like if you're tuned into baseball, there's the star power on Boston There as is. Well. they got two guys that are MVP candidates and right. Betts and Martinez. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that the, the casual fan knows them. Maybe they do. But still, Dave, Fenway Park, kind of a chilly fall night. Yeah. A star power. Two iconic teams like the Dodgers and the Red Sox. I've enjoyed it, man. Yeah. I, Look, I, I knew tonight when they lose, I could fuck with you on the show. But I'm not, I'm just, I don't know, I guess I'm just at a point where I don't freak out because of the beat L.A. thing. That, that's not to me. I just enjoyed the two games. Yeah. And shit, if L.A. comes back and wins three more, or wins the next three, and then you have to go back to Boston for the next two, I think it's great. Here, even though we have interleague play, and you don't see it very often, sure. and even though the Royals uniforms look a lot like the Dodger uniforms, it is really weird to see the Dodgers playing at Fenway. Yeah. And it's going to be really weird to see the Red Sox playing at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, I you think know? from a Padres fan perspective, here's what I would say. I think the best thing that happened for the Padres was Kershaw getting beat yesterday because I think I think I was scared that the Dodgers were going to get lucky and Kershaw was going to opt out and it was going to give them that oh, Jesus. Th that 30 million to go screw around with and oh, whether that's crazy. That, and whether that meant Machado staying 
or Harper or whatever else they were going to do with that $30 million. But I feel like now I don't see any way that Kershaw opts no out. And I go, all right. Well, that's ninety million on the books, Dave. Right for the next? Doesn't he have three two, years? Two years left. Seventy. They owe him seventy million dollars. All right, two years left. He makes a million dollars a start if he, if he stays yeah. healthy. He makes a million dollars a start. Now again, Kershaw could be like Verlander. You know, it wasn't that long ago where Verlander felt yeah. like he was done, and now Verlander, right? Yeah. For as long as the Astros went, was pretty dominant. You know but, what's you know what's nuts is is Bellinger and Seager, two of the yeah. Dodgers' best players, when when healthy. Make five hundred thousand a year. Yeah, and Kershaw makes double that every time he pitches. Yeah, every time. Yeah. <clears throat> but I like Turner too. You know, I like watching yeah. Turner play. Uh, the see the Dodgers. I was having this conversation with a friend this morning about the Dodgers and Yankees not getting enough credit because they have such deep pockets for their outstanding ability to scout and develop talent. Yeah. I mean, look at the Yankees' farm system over the last 20 years. Look at the Dodgers' farm system over the last 20 years. And then, sadly, find me one guy in San Diego that matches, if you ranked, I don't know, go through and rank the top 20 prospects that the Yankees have put out since 1990. Yeah. Right? Go, okay, since 1990. And then do the same thing with the Dodgers. And then go, okay, find me uh, find me the top five Padres homegrown prospects in that same That's time sad. frame. And where would they fit in? Yeah. Shit, they're not going to be in the top 10. <laughs> no sh- And don't, we can't count Trey Turner, right? You can't no. count Trey Turner. No. Um, but you're not going to have anybody. And I, I just, I respect that. I really do. It, it's, you can go out, you can pay for guys, you can make trades to get Machado. But when you're, cultivating your minor leagues and, and bringing these guys up. That's what San Diego wants to be. Yeah. It's what they hope to be. But for right now, there's two teams in the World Series. Red Sox have done a good job, too. I mean, the Red Sox sure also deserve that credit. But, I mean, you get Sale, you get Price, you get Kimbrell, you know, you, Martinez. Yeah. You go about it a little different. But but I've, I've just enjoyed it from a baseball they've, they've been perspective. A, when you have that kind of money, you're able to swing and miss, too. I mean, Hanley sure. Ramirez, Pablo Sandoval, you're able to – Swing and miss on a few. But, again, you right. go back to Betts, you go back to Bogarts, you go back to Jackie Bradley Jr. Right. You know, they, they've done it. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I mean, yeah, Yanks, Sonny Gray, right? I mean, yeah. yeah, you're able to – Jabari able to, Blash. Yeah, you're able to miss a few times and then work it out. That's exactly right. All right, so Sunday, Josh Lewin's going to join the show. Um, no, I don't know that he'll be here this it's Sunday. It's not this Sunday. Okay, so, no, I'm, okay, trying, so, I'm trying to set it up. Okay, okay, because I was going to ask you because you have a busy Sunday. Yeah. No, uh, no. We don't flip to Patreon until a week from Sunday. Okay. So we become a Patreon. So I'm not worried about sitting here looking at Josh Lewin. Correct. We're juggling, waiting for you to get back from no, Coliseum. No, it will not be. We become the final weekend where everything's free and just goes for free happens this weekend. Okay. But effective November 3rd, which is a Sunday night, that's when the show moves to Patreon. That's when we go Patreon, five bucks a month. And that November 3rd and November 4th show will be available instantly for our Patreon subscribers. Perfect. It'll get a little different uh, after that because I'm in Toronto the following weekend, but I'm back on Monday. And I think we can be down here Monday night and Tuesday night. So everything would just be pushed back a day yeah. for, for the Patreon. But again, Let's just say effective November 1st. 
to get everything live like you've gotten it same day, you're going to be a $5 a month subscriber. There'll be other perks to come with that to be determined later. Interview shows like the Lewin show coming up. Matt Coyle will be in here coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, talking about his brand new book that I was a big part of. I want to mention something about that. Um, but I'm just telling you, future shows like the Kaplan show, the Darren show, Trotter shows, uh, those are going to, Mud, those are going to be Patreon and Patreon only. Here's what it is. Okay. So that's it. Um, tomorrow night, for people that love really, really good writing, Tomorrow night, which will be Thursday night at Warwick's in La Jolla, Don Winslow is interviewing Lou Burney. Lou Burney just wrote a book uh, called November Road, and it's about uh, two people on a different path shortly after the Kennedy assassination. I cannot wait to be there because Don is one of my favorite guys he's an absolute expert on the cartels and i'm going to track him down tomorrow night to be in here so i'm going to warwick's to hear lou bernie get a book signed but i'm i'm going to get winslow in here dave you can just hang out or talk to don or do whatever he is so incredibly outstanding on the cartels what is going on in mexico the border and everything else he, I'm going to get him in here. I'm going to get him. He lives up in Julian, so fuck, I'm going to have to fly him in here probably. <laughs> but that's going on tomorrow night, Warwick, 730. If you are uh, a fan of really good writing, this November Road book by Lou Bernie is getting outstanding reviews. Don's going to be in conversation with him, and then Lou's signing the book afterwards. Highly recommend it. My friend Matt Coyle, who loves this show, who is currently writing his sixth book. And I said to him last night, how's it going? He goes, it sucks. It's shit. <laughs> Way to sell it. I hate it. Everything sucks. Matt Coyle has a new book coming out in December called Wrong Light. It is the fifth book in his Rick Cahill series, which are outstanding. No matter what he says, they're outstanding. San Diego mysteries that take place in La Jolla and PB... Wrong Light is coming out the first part of December. Why Wrong Light means a lot to us is the lead character is Rick Cahill, a San Diego detective. And in this particular episode, this chapter of the series, he is protecting a female radio talk show host. She is the nighttime host on AM 1350, Naomi. But a lot of the stories that take place in wrong light were given by me. There you go. Things that happened. So talking to Matt yesterday, <clears throat> I'm going to host his podcast in December where we'll interview him about the book. And I'm really happy to do that. But then in the point of our conversation, talking about talk radio and mysteries, I said to him, I go, you know, Winslow's doing this thing tomorrow night at Warwick's. That's going to be fun. I said, if you want to do anything like that, I'm in. And he goes, really? And I go, yeah. He goes, dude, let's do it. He goes, would you be willing to come out to the La Jolla Library? And I said, let's go. So one day, I think it will happen in December. We'll let you know when the date gets here. But it's just going to be either a weeknight or a, a weekend afternoon. 
uh, Coyle and I just hanging out, talking about talk radio, the the craziness of talk radio, how it, they're kind of the romantic side of it, right? The mystery element of it and how it coincided in the wrong light. I've read the book. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It was a little weird, Dave, to read things that actually happened yeah. to me be incorporated into a book. But then you'll have the opportunity to get wrong light. Matt will sign it for you and you'll love it. So all that stuff's coming up. But I wanted to mention that before uh, we come back this weekend. Perfect. All right. We'll have shows for you this weekend. Talk to you soon. So long.